In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept the record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy on us, and for his sake grant us remission of all our sins. And by your Holy Spirit, increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will, and true obedience to your word, to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us, and has given his only Son to die for us, and for his sake forgives us all our sins. To those who believe on his name, he gives power to become the children of God, and has promised them his Holy Spirit. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. Amen. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love for they have been from of old. Let not my enemies exult over me. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Let not my enemies exult over me. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. The Lord be with you. And also Let us pray. O God, you see that of ourselves we have no strength, 
By your mighty power, defend us from all adversities that may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts that may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first lesson for this second Sunday in Lent is written in the first book of Moses, known as Genesis, chapter 32. That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maidservants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. This is the word of the Lord. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. The second lesson is written in St. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 4. Finally, brothers, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are doing, you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. For you know that what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God, and that in this matter no one should wrong his brother or take advantage of him. The Lord will punish men for all such sins, as we have already told you and warned you. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord or declare all his praise? Blessed are The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. Glory be to you, o Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, 
I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. It has been said that if a man tells a woman that he's going to do something, he's going to do it. She doesn't have to remind him every six months. If that seems at all humorous to you, it's because it has some resemblance to our actual experience. Part of that is this. Man or woman, we don't much like to be reminded or to have to remind someone else. We would much rather always that, that people always did exactly what they said they will do and we would rather not be reminded when we have failed to do so. This Sunday, second Sunday in Lent, 
Psalm 25 teaches us to call on God to remember. That's where this Sunday gets its name, reminiscere, means remember. The introit began, remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love. And it continued, remember not the sins of my youth or my transgression. Of course, it is not the nature of God, the omniscient one, to ever forget anything. If he has commanded something, if he has decreed something, promised something, if he has struck a deal, made a covenant with you, with anyone, it will be fulfilled. It will be completed. It will be remembered. But imagine that you were to, to make a deal with someone, a contract perhaps, an arrangement. Both parties agree to the terms. They sign the documents. They shake their hands. If at some point later on, the deal is not complete. Would you remind the other party of your agreement? Hey, remember our deal? You might, but only if you had fulfilled your end of the bargain. It would be risky business to wrestle with God. It was a very bold thing, bold move for Jacob to insist on his, that his midnight wrestling party not leave until he had blessed him. Was he right to do so? Was Jacob right to insist that God must do his thing, bless him? Jacob had done his share of wrestling already in his life. He had wrestled with his, already in the womb with his new twin brother, even grabbing onto his brother's leg as, he, as they came out. That's where Jacob gets his name. It means deceiver, trickster. The brothers contended for their parents' affection. Jacob deceived his father out of the blessing that was intended for his brother. Then later on, he contended with his uncle Laban for his daughter's hands in marriage and his livestock for his flocks. Bold move for such a trickster with such a past to insist on such a blessing. The Canaanite woman in our gospel today incessantly begs Jesus for help for her daughter. That's bold for a foreigner. Canaanite women were not known for their piety. She, but she begs him. She pleads with him only to have Jesus first ignore her and then point out to her exactly why she is undeserving of his attention since she didn't belong to the descendants of Jacob, the children of Israel. The question is, would you want to also call on God to remember? Especially when it seems possibly that he might have forgotten. When we find ourselves in our hour of utmost need, as we just sang, when, when we know not where to look for aid, when days, of, days and nights of anxious thought, nor help, nor counsel yet have brought. Jacob was afraid to meet his brother Esau. The Canaanite woman was afraid of, of losing her daughter. You and I might likewise feel as though God has perhaps forgotten us. But it's entirely possible that you and I would be even more afraid that God has remembered. That God remembers the sins of our youth. For in fact, we are the ones who time and time again have forgotten. We have forgotten his commands, his will, his word. That's why we keep on needing to be reminded. And perhaps we do not call upon him to remember, lest he bring to mind our misdeeds, our mistrust. 
and either that he should simply ignore us, as he should, or call us undeserving dogs, or worst of all, just leave us alone without blessing us or helping us. See, it's risky business to call, to wrestle with God, to call on God to remember. Lest he remember something we do not want him to and remind us of the same. But the psalm that teaches us to pray, the psalm that teaches us it today in our introit and gradual in track, Psalm 25, teaches us to say, Remember your mercy, O Lord. Remember your steadfast love. And remember not my sins. That's how Jacob pleads. That's how the Canaanite woman pleads too. She admits that she is not worthy. She agrees with Jesus. She doesn't deserve Jesus' help. And yet she calls on him for mercy. Not for what is owed her. Not for what belongs to someone else. Only from, for crumbs that fall from the master's table. Only what he in mercy wishes to give. That'll be enough. Jacob wrestles with God and he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. That strikes us as bold. That strikes us probably as puzzling too. Until we remember Jacob's past. You remember when Jacob had left his family, when he was on the run from his brother Esau, and God appeared to him in a dream. The dream with the stairway going up to heaven with angels coming up and down. God promised him something there. Though he had a past, though he had done what was wrong before, yet God made this gracious promise to him, and he told him there, he says, I will bring you back to this place. And I will not leave you until I have done it. On this night before Jacob met his brother Esau and came back home, frightened that his brother would remember what he had done, Jacob remembered God's promise and believed in it so firmly that he was able to pin this man wrestling with him to the ground until he kept it. So it turns out we might hate it, but God seems to love to be reminded of what he has said. Especially for us in our times when it seems to us that he may have forgotten us. It will come as no surprise to God or to us that we are sinners who deserve Nothing but punishment, rejection, neglect, hell from God. We'll admit that. We'll confess that freely. And yet we will say, Lord God, remember your mercy. Lord God, remember your steadfast love, which is to say, Lord God, remember your son. Remember his perfect life, even from his youth, in substitution for the, my life, for my youth. Remember his passion, his suffering. That which should have been my lot, my part of the deal, was given to him. And remember his death, that it may be for my own. So you and I may at any given point in our lives find ourselves and our families suffering terribly, not knowing when, where to turn. We might find ourselves in fear of the future, worrying desperately that our past will someday come back to haunt us, that they will be cause for God not to hear us anymore. We may be hesitant to beg Jesus to remember lest he push back and call to remembrance the wrongs that we have done and call them to our own mind as well. 
that he would call us undeserving dogs or to leave us without his blessing. But today we remember that God did bless Jacob. Now on, from now on to be known as Israel, the one who wrestled with God. And God blessed him because God promised to bless him. His brother Esau didn't kill him, but first gave him and received him with open arms. The Canaanite woman was not rejected by Jesus, but was praised for her faith, and what her request was granted. The psalmist David teaches us to pray, remember your mercy, O Lord, because God loves to show mercy. Jesus loves to show mercy, to act in steadfast love, to forgive sin, to comfort, to sustain, and to heal. To call on God to do what he has promised, to remember his mercy, is simply to trust him. And he loves to hear that. To remind God to keep his word is music to his ears and is the sweetest praise. All of the psalm verses in our liturgy today are from Psalm 25, same psalm. Intro it, the gradual, and the tract. And that same psalm will come up in our intro it next Sunday. It also shows up on the first Sunday in Advent and on the third Sunday in Lent, Psalm 25. Seems like it shows up every few months. If a man tells a woman he's going to do something, he's going to do it. He better. If our Lord, the heavenly bridegroom, tells his bride that he will do something, if he promises something, if he promises mercy to the undeserving, if he promises steadfast love and every blessing, he is going to do it. So remind him. At least every few months. For it appears he delights in that. He loves to be reminded of his promises, not because he forgets, but because he loves us. And, be because, and because he delights in showing mercy. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join now in confessing the Christian faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God,
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Remember, Lord, your mercy and steadfast love toward us. Be gracious to us. Create in us humble and contrite hearts that we might always cry out to you for mercy. Consider our afflictions and troubles and forgive all our sins. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Remember, Lord, our synod president, our district president, all pastors in Christ. Forgive their sins, strengthen their faith, and empower them to always and steadfastly proclaim repentance and forgiveness of sins in Christ's name. Lord, in your mercy. Remember, Lord, our nation and its leaders. Guide them in the direction you would have them go, that peace and prosperity, truth and justice, religion and piety may dwell in our land. Remember also those who serve in our armed forces, that they would serve with integrity and honor. Lord, in your mercy. Remember, Lord, all those experiencing harmful addictions. Be merciful to them and graciously provide them with the help they need to break free of the chains that hem them in. Strengthen all those whose vocations put them in a position to assist them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Remember, Lord, those who are sick, hospitalized in treatment, undergoing surgery or recovering, and all who are in need. Comfort them with your presence. Sustain their faith through your gracious promises and bring healing to them as you will and know to be best. Lord, in your mercy. Remember, Lord, that even the dogs eat the crumbs from their master's table. We are unworthy to partake of the divine food offered to us here in the very body and blood of Christ. And yet you have prepared a place for us all the same. In this holy Eucharist, fill us with Christ's life and love that we may depart in his peace, which surpasses all understanding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Remember, Lord, your promise that all who believe in your Son shall not perish and have eternal life. But for all those who have gone before us and now rest from their labors, we give you thanks and praise. Bring us with them to the day of our Lord's glorious return, that we may all receive the eternal inheritance you have prepared for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we may be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Jesus Christ, through you all things were created, and through you all things have their purpose. You judged the world through water, but saved believing Noah and the church with the same righteous flood. With water you rescued Israel from slavery, destroying her enemy in the Red Sea, and led her through the Jordan River into the Promised Land. You spoke through the prophets, ruled through the kings, and mediated through the priests on behalf of your people, until it was time for your blessed passion, the sacrifice of the true Lamb of God. 
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Jesus Christ, you did not turn away from the stroke of justice we deserved, but absorbed its blow only to rise three days later. As you promised your apostles, so comfort us with the knowledge that you have ascended into heaven to prepare eternal bliss for us and rule all things in our favor that we may carry out your Pentecost command to preach the gospel to all nations. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. We give thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this holy supper. We pray that through it you will strengthen our faith in you and increase our love for one another. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.